0: I think of the kids, young people I grew up with. I don't know a single person who said, you know, well, we rooted for the Flyers or the Phillies. You know, one day I want to grow up and get a UBI check from someone in Silicon Valley. No, people had pride. You know, they wanted to be either uh, engineers or electricians or firefighters or police officers or they wanted to do things and they had pride.
1: Hello, hello. Nick Smoot here. I am the host of the American Dream Factory podcast and the founder of Innovation Collective. Uh, we believe deeply in people and we believe deeply in capitalism. We think there's a way to turn capitalism and economic growth into a team sport that builds strong communities and gets all of us off our couches, stop scrolling, stop watching so much YouTube, play less video games, because we believe all those things. Really, we're just seeking an actual belonging, something that raises our pulse. And guess what? The best way to find belonging, to raise your pulse, is to build things. It's to create things that add value and beauty to this world. So I get it. There's obstacles to that. But that's what this whole podcast is about, how to unleash that American dream. So this conversation today is with the one and only Congressman Ro Khanna. It is not every day you get to hear the congressman over Silicon Valley, who in his region represents some of the most powerful companies in the world. And he is doing a great job trying to figure out how do we unleash a better system with better on-ramps to capitalism for everyone across this nation. So proud to call Roe someone that I know and someone that I am having open conversations with about ways to move us forward as a world. I would encourage you reach out to Roe at the end of this podcast. He asks you to reach out to him and gives you his email address. We discuss anything from why universal basic income is a bad idea and capitalism, pride of place, uh, all sorts of wonderful things. How to reimagine some higher ed institutions? Um, there's, you know, they're an incredible asset we have in our country, but it's time to uh, get creative here. And I think everyone knows it. And a lot of universities and, are doing a great job in colleges, but there's something something big coming. Uh, I think we can all feel it, and uh, and I think it is time we all row together. Uh, and look at that little little play on words there. Uh, row 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 your boat. That actually. If you're listening, Ro, that could be an incredible, you know, campaign slogan if you run for president someday. It's like, you know, America, it's time we get in the same boat and we row, row, row towards greatness. I mean, something like that. I don't know. If if you want to use that, you know, just make sure you you give me some credit there. Just a little bit. All that to say, enjoy the podcast. Enjoy uh, hearing Ro chat about brilliant things please reach out to them. And if you wanna be a part of Innovation Collective, uh, we are a movement of people like you and people like me, where we are just average Joes and Janes who believe we have ways to solve certain problems that we see and we work hard together in community to solve those problems. And we discover what's out there, and we dream about a plan, we design that plan, We deliver on that together, and this includes um, people who are disabled, youth, senior citizens, um, entrepreneurs who are, you know, from Stanford and Harvard, but we're all in this together, and we have all these events happening across the nation. You'd be amazed uh, at the magic that's being unleashed, anything from nanotechnologies to dance clubs for senior citizens. So come join us. Uh, Reach out to us uh, at innovationcollective.co. Hope you're well, and hope to see you soon.
2: So fill me in a bit on you. So your background, you grew up in Philly. You ended up somehow in Bernie's camp, like helping lead some thought, thought leadership there. And you find yourself in Silicon Valley and you have thoughts specifically on a phrase progressive capitalist. How has Philly played into that phrase? But before you get into it, what does it even mean? Progressive capitalist to you?
0: Progressive capitalism means I believe in innovation. I believe in entrepreneurship. I believe that people should have the freedom to uh, challenge conventional wisdom, to have transactions apart from government, right? You don't want every entrepreneur having to go to the Congress uh, as a board of directors. Uh, so we want uh, to celebrate uh, people who are taking risk or building things. But we want people to have the a decent shot. And I guess that's where Philadelphia uh, factors in. I'm the son of immigrants. I was born in Philadelphia in 1976 or bicentenary. But guess what? I got to grow up where I got to go to a good public school. And my dad was middle class and engineer, but I got to have health care and nutrition. And I had little league coaches who believed in me. And I guess I just want that for everyone. I want that for everyone in America, that they should have the basics of healthcare and education so that they can pursue their dreams. And that's what I mean by sort of progressive in making sure people have those basic capabilities but capitalists, making sure that we have uh, also the opportunity for entrepreneurship and, and private business.
2: Uh, absolutely. And you you mentioned this concept of pride of place. And I lived in Philly for a while. Um, and Philly's had its own. No, I didn't know that. What part? Yeah. I was up in Fishtown, Northern Liberties, yeah. Fishtown. Uh, when I first moved there, I had a startup that got bought and a friend. Uh, who works at the company said, man, no one goes up to Fishtown. And I was like, no, it's changing. It was the time where it started to become a bit different. Do you go back to Philly often?
0: I do because my parents are still in Bucks County. I grew up in Ben Salem and now they moved okay. to Northampton and they're still there. They're in their seventies and good health. Uh, and uh, so I like to go uh, whenever I can see them. It's got a special spot in my heart. I love Philly,
2: but but you talk about pride of place um, and you much like myself uh, get out there to see the world as much as you can right and you're representing Silicon Valley which um, in a lot of ways um, everyone in the world is complaining it's their fault everyone's complaining at politics they're complaining at this uh, this issue out there and there's a sense of people are losing that pride of place what does it mean to you when you talk about that statement of people need pride of place they need to find that or they need to hold on to it how do you how do you define it how do you think we get there
0: I think it's so important to realize that community matters, place matters, right? It mattered for me. I left. And I am I'm, I'm glad that I, I I got these opportunities and I think people should be free to leave. And that's part of the American dream of moving and moving to opportunity, but it wasn't a something without huge cost. I miss, uh, uh my parents. I miss the fact that my grandkids and my kids aren't close to their grandparents. Uh, I miss, uh, a lot of, uh, growing up, hanging out with people I grew up with. And I understood growing up in Bucks County, I still feel a uh, sentimentality when I go there and I see the uh, closing of the old movie theater where we, we used to go uh, hang out or the baseball fields where I used to play Little League. Most people are attached to community in place, and that's a good thing. And we can't have policies that are blind to it, that just say, oh, it doesn't matter if all the wealth's palling up in Rose District, that's fine. Everyone can just go move. No, communities ought to have... Pride ought to, ought to be prosperous, uh, ought to be able to keep their traditions. And, and I think that's been a blind spot in American policymaking for the past 40 years. I fully agree.
2: Uh, I could not agree more. And I love what you're saying about progressive capitalism and how that plays into that. So you've talked about the land grant from modern era. And you and I are very deeply aligned on this concept that we have a pre-existing infrastructure. That all, it goes down, yeah. par- goes down to the county and the parish level. We've used it to train people, teach people, lend people tools so they can get a kickstart on their farm. Um, When you look at that existing infrastructure, how do you see that the private sector can partner with those institutions along with how could we infuse new tools, new capital? What does it look like to make those maybe more modern, more relevant in in your mind?
0: Well, you've been a big champion on the land-grant university, and I say let's make them digital-grant universities. doesn't mean make them Uh, all just doing digital uh, stuff. But look, 25 million digital jobs. Here's the biggest myth about them. This is not turning a coal miner into a coder. I don't know who said that. That was one of the dumbest things to say. These are jobs often in manufacturing, in retail, in agriculture. They're jobs about building things, making things. Here's the reality Technology has advanced so much that they call the new tech jobs no-code or low-code jobs. You don't need to know coding. You just have to be comfortable using some software, and then you can do a lot of different things with it, and the digital-grant universities can help do that where you have private industry. If automobiles are computers on wheels, I don't want all the technology-building automobiles, all those jobs to be in Silicon Valley or or in, in, in Boston. They should be in Michigan. And the land-grant universities can help people acquire those, uh, those credentials, those skills in collaboration with the UAW, in collaboration with the private sector. Uh, I, I just think the president should announce a goal, two million digital jobs in rural America and black and brown America, convene the private sector, convene the land-grant universities. You don't even need a lot of money. It's just no. a matter of uh, the, the vision and the convening to make it happen. Correct. I mean, the infrastructure is there. That's what always
2: it shocked me when I realized in every county, there's high-speed internet, has air conditioning, it has heat, has distribution for digital classrooms at the cooperative extensions. And yet, uh, often they just sit there unused, uh, where people aren't doing rapid learning, badging, stackable credentials that lead directly into employment. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. You know, and you, you say uh, this idea, your book, right? Uh, it's entitled Dignity in the Digital Age. You talk about pride of place. What can the average American do in your mind? I'm with you hundred percent. It's time for the president. It's time for the federal government to step up and go, wait a second. Maybe we could find a better way for people to get the education in their own backyard and directly to the jobs. But when you look at what the average American can do for themselves to take that next step, because as you know, right, we have some sort of responsibility on our shoulders too. What is that one thing, two things that you think people need to continually keep the top of mind to help move this forward, but also that they need to do for themselves. It's
0: a great question. Uh, one I would say is participate in making sure that your community uh, has the assets necessary to thrive in a digital age. And that, by that, I mean uh, maybe it's starting with you and your family to just be familiar with basic technology. Maybe it's making sure that the school curriculum has that, the community colleges have that, the private sector has that. And that doesn't mean that everyone needs to go become a techie. Gosh, that'd be a boring world. We need our artists, we need our writers, we need our musicians, but you can't deprive communities of a significant engine of modern wealth generation. For there to be uh, an ecosystem filled with writers and artists and restaurants and, uh, and, and bars and entertainers, you need some bedrock that's fueling that. And that bedrock is gonna be based on a digital architecture, whether it's manufacturing, retail, healthcare, education, make sure that your community gets that, understands that, and embraces that. Uh, and don't let people say, ah, we don't want to be Silicon Valley. Of course you don't want to be Silicon Valley. This right. is about, do you want to be part of the, the economic middle class and have a chance to build wealth so in a modern Do, you, do you, you want to be
2: viable? Like, do you want to be viable at all? Like as a town, like at some point, there's a viability question of enjoyable, the enjoyability index, sure, soup beer, bars, restaurants, tourism, but who's going to pay for it? Like there has to be the engine where you're importing the dollars. What you're saying is you're saying it's so spot on. Like people have to wake up and not be afraid. Everyone's an idiot once, right? Like at some point we didn't know how to walk. We learned how to walk. It's okay. Like let's go play with the new tech and try something new. It feels very black magic. I think to most people, what you're saying is so crucial that a family should set some goals together and go out and pick what they want to learn together and just jump online versus going down the rabbit hole of unfettered social media or YouTube. Go, go learn a skill. It's a, it's a great platform out there. Well, I am super grateful for your book, for your policy thought leadership, um, for what you're doing in Silicon Valley. Uh, I think many people would look at someone in your role and just think, Oh, he's going to going to be someone who just does what big tech wants. I love that you are leading. In in a way that compassionately is
0: trying to understand how to help people in Kentucky, right from Silicon Valley. Yeah, well, it's not. It's in my view, it's not charity or compassion. It's it's. There's so much talent, and how how dumb of us that we're not cultivating this talent. Why should these jobs be offshore? Why aren't we taking advantage of all of the talent there and helping? Grow the economy there and working together. And by the way, we start to prosper together, work together. That's the American way. That's how we start to understand Man. each other. Uh, it's not me starting out by telling all my traditions of uh, uh, you know celebrating Diwali as an Indian Hindu. I can, I'm happy to. But why don't we first uh, make money together, build wealth build together, and then together. I can tell you that. You know, yeah. I, I so that that's how we get. A, I think that's what brings Americans together, and I think if we can link, this country was linked during the manufacturing economy. When manufacturing did well, the coal towns did well, the railroads did well. Uh, the the now when Silicon Valley does well, I don't know what it means for Youngstown, Ohio. But you know what? If Intel invests in New Albany, Ohio, maybe we can start to say, you know, our country is getting more interlinked. I want to have that interlinked. I want to focus on what will the middle class. In a digital economy look like? What will the new small businesses look like uh, and and have everyone participate?
2: There's nothing more terrifying than the the concept at at the end of the day of a full UBI where people aren't being asked to come in and participate in building things together. The idea that we're all going to eat fruit and sit at home and read poetry or go start little projects on the side, I understand it, but Let's take that capital and let's build things together. If we can't even get the corporations to relocate there and understand this talent and brilliant people there, we've got to find a way that they start working on projects together with each other. Uh, because you you said something to, to me is you start to take away bias uh, about anyone when you start to listen to their big dreams and ideas. You see them work hard to learn new skill
0: and you build something with them. They become your, your peer, your co-creator. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, and we're not doing that enough in the public sector. We don't have national service, or we don't have everyone going uh, to do that in a public setting. So maybe we could, maybe this can be one opportunity to do that in a in terms of uh, these digital tech jobs, many of them remote jobs. It's building common purpose, building common activities, and uh, you know the UBI is just offensive. It's, it, I think of the kids, uh, young people I grew up with. I don't know a single person who said, you know while we rooted for the flyers or the Phillies, you know, one day I want to grow up and get a UBI check from someone in Silicon Valley. No people had pride. You know, they wanted to be either uh, engineers or electricians or firefighters or police officers, or they wanted to do things and they had pride in that work. And we've got to Mm -hmm. make sure that people are able to uh, aspire and, and have (laughs) meaning in their lives that they want. Not, uh, I think it's a reason to wake up folks. Yeah. reason
2: Get up, man. i I'm, The idea of uh, people talk about a handout, and then people talk about a hand up. We need a handshake that is like we're inviting, we're looking each other in the eye, we're doing something together, right? Like that's that's the statement. Like we've got to have that mutual. We're building something special together, a a new a new frontier uh, where we see big
0: yeah. In fact, I think people are upset because they've seen their jobs go offshore, deindustrialization. And then the answer is often, okay, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. They said, no, we want to, why don't we have the same opportunities that kids in Rose District have, where the world should be our oyster, where we should be able to build wealth, to do things, to, to, to start businesses, and we should be able to do it in a diversity of areas. It doesn't all have to be tech. I, my point is just, though, it has to have the kernel of what's going to be wealth generating in a modern economy, and, and, and that money. has a big multiplier effect forward-looking for sure. And there's
2: so many industries that um, you know we're just seeing the beginning of where they're going to go. And we don't even know what comes next. I think about quantum. We don't even know the practical application of quantum computing yet. Like, hard stop. And it's going to be this massive industry. Where is that superpower that's going to be the city that's like, yeah, let's figure it out. We can't just let it continue to be these main hubs. And really, it's people being confident enough, being around each other, learning the skills and uh, playing jazz with their minds in their hands and creating together, kind of bumbling over things to figure it out. Because it, it takes that. It takes that day in and day out. Well, Ro, I'm super grateful. Um, is there anything else that you you would like to share? I'll share this with our communities that are reading the book, but anything else that you would like to share uh, on the ends of how we can
0: support the work you're doing?
2: Not in a way that, I'm not asking how it's a softball question, but I believe in the work you're doing. What can anybody across the nation do?
0: Well, Nick, I believe in what you're doing. I believe in these communities that you're setting up across the country to, to be innovators and entrepreneurs and to give people the their access to uh, follow their dreams without leaving their hometowns. I'd say email me at roe at com, especially if you read the book, if you see some of my work and you say, hey, that doesn't make sense, or hey, this would be an easier idea to do it, or uh, Hey, why don't you try this? I get my best ideas. I'm very honest about it. I get my best ideas from other people. And then I, you know, package them, but, uh, I, I, all the ideas come the best from people who are on the ground. So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love gen, And I mean that genuinely, uh, <laughs> if you have a proposal, if you have an idea, uh, if you say, Hey, this thing in Rose book didn't make sense, reach out. I'd love to, to start the conversation. Well, let's build a better tomorrow today, but do it together.
2: I love that, man. So we'll get after it. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. This was great.
1: Well, that is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Congressman Ro Khanna. He is doing his best to, to create a positive change in our nation that empowers people. And I would encourage you, please reach out. He asked you to. Again, don't go whining and complaining, but reach out with real solutions, real ideas that you're working on, that you're experimenting with. I'm a big believer that this isn't about left. It isn't about right. This is about being purple. You know, more and more of us want to see purple solutions. Uh, We have a friend group. We call ourselves the purple people problem solvers, and we've been looking at policy and then we experiment with solutions and you know there's one one specific policy concept that we've been experimenting with for 5 years and privately funding it and figuring out how to get it done with our own money our own experiments foundations nonprofits and working with statewide systems in three different states and this is 5 years in the making so it doesn't happen overnight ladies and gentlemen but I will say this Be on,ry. Don't sit back like some sort of consumer who just whines and complains and yells about politics. Get in the game. Get in the game. It's a lot more than voting. Most importantly, take care of yourself. You need to be the best version of you if you're going to actually make the change in the world. So bring a healthy mind, body, spirit in all you're doing. Get into a community that's helping you build that up. Uh, with innovation collective we do that but we do that through coming up with innovations and ideas and creativity that we want to build value we want to add to the world and then we help each other get there through our personal growth through products through learning new skills so if you want to get involved with us please do if you're a government a university a family office a foundation that would like to have us in your community somewhere please reach out innovationcollective.co uh, we are on a mad dash to build better on-ramps to capitalism. And really what it's all about is we, we use capitalism to build a very beautiful, inclusive community of all sorts of people of all types. And uh, through that, we build strong bonds in the town and we build better economies. It's a lot of fun. Not a lot of uh, uh, simple work. It's hard work, but it's good work. So with that said, I'm going to sign off here. And uh, I hope you have a great day. And keep chasing the American dream. Remember this. It is a shared global experiment. It is not a marketing campaign.